Hi, everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Transform Your Confidence Show. I'm your host, Raj Gurn, and I'm pleased to welcome you to this week's leadership and advocacy-themed episode entitled, How Feminine Leadership Traits Can Work to Build the Life You Desire. My guest today is Ileana Gillard, who is the founder of the Voices of Eden Ancient Wisdom and Healing Music Institute. She will be walking us through her methodology of how to tap into our feminine traits and use them to build professional and personal and soulful alignment. We will also be talking about her new bestseller entitled Emerge Triumphant, Thrive Through Uncertainty, because it directly relates to this, guys. It's a book that accounts revelations from ancient truths about feminine leadership that has been buried by the patriarchal narrative we are taught about history. So intriguing, and I'm absolutely excited to have Ileana on. Ileana, what an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for giving us your time to have this really important discussion. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm I'm tickled to be here. I'm, we're going to have fun. <laughs> we, we totally are. I can't wait. Folks, before we begin, I want to preface our conversation by sharing that Ileana's mission is to use the power of voice and rhythm as conscious tools to help humanity grow towards a better tomorrow. The promise for people to be their own leaders. How about that, guys? Let's get right into it. Ileana, I got to ask you, I want you to start right at the beginning, but the beginning that I'm asking you to start at is that point where you were pulled away from a corporate career and led into a eat, pray, love path of self-discovery. What, what was it that pulled you away? That's the first thing I want to ask. You know what you. it was? And maybe some of you can relate to this. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't think so. But we'll see. <laughs> so imagine this. You're in your, you're in your suit, whatever that looks like. You're in your office or these days behind your computer. And they call you in for your review and they say, we're not firing you. We're just not continuing your position and we'll keep paying you, but look for another job because, you know, the market has changed and we're not continuing in this area. This was 30 years ago in the recession in the mm. US where it hit in California real, real hard. And at that point I was like, what am I doing on this planet Earth? Because I would go from position to position and I would look better and I'd earn more. And, you know, from the outside, you know, I'm from Hollywood. We like to achieve our enlightenment here. <laughs> <laughs> achieve, 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 achieve. And it looked great on the outside. But, you know, every rung that I went up, I felt worse on the inside. And so at that moment, when I, it, you know what the turning point was? The, Tell me. Look for another job. We'll keep paying you, but look for another job. And I heard that word job. I'm like, so help me now. You know, like I will die on the spot. I am, I don't, I don't think I was born 
to do a job. Mm. What, pray tell, was I born to do? It's like that question, since I was born, I came into this life conscious. And from day zero till that moment when they said, look for a job, I was like, what is my role? Because I knew that we each have a voice that part of the game of life is to discover what, you know, our place is, and then to express our unique voice and to share our gifts with the world. I just knew that coming in. And so mm-hmm. I would go to every one of these positions and make the best of it and my creativity, you know, and then after a year or so, maybe two years max, it's like, no cigar, no, no, no. So I decided I just, I can't do this anymore. I cannot look for another job. But do you know mm-hmm. this one? The voice inside goes, what? What else? You, it's like, how are you going to survive? You'll die. You'll, you know, anything mm-hmm. was, there was something deeper inside of me that was calling, but I had no words for it. I had no support. I did not grow up in, you know, I was not in an environment where I was supported to listen to myself. I was living and grew up in an environment where you do, you know, we're the fine family where you, Mm -hmm. and you know, and, and you're a good person and you do for everyone else and you ignore your own needs because that's selfish. And if you're a woman and if you're a powerful woman, that's a BI, you know what? Mm -hmm. And, but at that point, I could see the writing on the wall also of what's happening now. I remember thinking, you know what, in another 20, 30 years, everything's going to fall apart at the seams. And if I dare make my changes now and I don't have to, then when everything falls apart, I'll already be on the other side. And then I'll be able to, you know, come back and be of service. And ever since I was a little girl, I never felt the United States was home. I went, I'm big. I'm going to have friends all around the world and go visit them. And I've pretty much lived my life that way. You know, now when I'm looking, you know, now when I'm looking back in hindsight, it's like 20 hindsight's 2020, right? Mm-hmm. And the last thing part about answering your question is that like the, so I saw that. But I didn't have any precedence. I didn't have, you know, I didn't, there, there was nothing to tell me that I'd be fine. Yet the, you know, when you have, oh, look, go get another job. So I'd make more money, I'd look better, and I'd feel worse. Or mm-hmm. jump off into the unknown and die. <laughs> you know? Those were the two options that you saw for yourself. But I knew what this one was going to get me. I didn't know what this one was going to get me. Mm -hmm. And I was more terrified that I would get, that I'd keep going this way and I'd get to the end of my life and I would have everything that we say we want, but I wouldn't have myself and I wouldn't be at ease with myself. And if that happened, why was I born? And that terrified me much more than the terror of dying here. Mm -hmm. And so, and, that had that in a nutshell, we can hang up right now because that in a nutshell is, you know, at every change and, you know, in the amidst the uncertainties and the, in the sudden 
changes or in that, you know, inner angst and anxiety and secret depression that you don't even know you're in because, well, that's just the way it is. And you show up every day to be there for others and do your best and do whatever your habit shows you to do. There's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a choice. There's, there's no right or wrong. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you said, um, you know, which death should I pick? Because they're both taking me to some form of death. And there's, there's such a prophetic, you know, um, thought process behind that there that I kind of want to ask you this question. You talk about the immense impact of the story of prophetess Miriam in the Bible, who, for those of you who don't know, is the older sister of Moses. Can you share about Um, you know, what it was that inspired you about her story specifically to write the book? Like, what was it? Yeah. um, Well, number one, I'm member of the Levite tribe, was born into the same tribe on both my mother's side and my father's side. Okay. And And people, you know, have asked me, well, how do you, how do you know? And I just, I was told that. So, I just know that, <laughs> you know, I, I, I didn't question it. And maybe in, you know, I went to Hebrew school, maybe in the Hebrew school, <laughs> I don't know, you know, it's just, I knew that. And uh, when I was eight, but my family didn't sit around talking about this at all. Mm-hmm. When I was eight, for some reason, I don't know why my aunt, my dad's sister bought her this Yafa Yalkoni She's this Bukharan singer. It was this magenta. She's like this with the bouffant, the 60s bouffant. And she's singing these ancient, you know, in this ancient language. And she gave it to my dad for his birthday. And he never listened to it. And I don't know why she gave that to him. But I took that record and I learned every song by heart. I could even sing it in her. It wasn't about singing. It was this resonance. Mm-hmm. And I felt and I folk danced as a child. And it was the resonance and the rhythm that moved me. It had nothing to do about the words. I didn't know what I was even singing. I didn't care. It was the consciousness or the the it's funny you ask that because I'm remembering when I used to dance, mm-hmm. what motivated me about the dance was the music. And what motivated me about the music was when it was a woman's voice and there was dalbuka, you know, or frame drums. You know, it, it just got me in this groove at, at ease with myself. And I remember that people would tell me, you know, this is, I folk danced like that was my social life from eight years old. And I taught it from eight years old until the mid twenties. Like when synthesizers came in, I was out, you know, cause it took away the vitamin, you know, there were no more vitamins in the music. Eliana. So you wrote this book, Emerge Triumphant, Thrive Through Uncertainty. And um, you were inspired to write it through the story of prophetess Miriam. Now for all those people out there who don't know that her story they can go read, they can read about it. They can do their own research. What I'd like to establish here is 
what is it about her story specifically? Like, what was it that she represented that you're bringing to the table in this book? What she's bringing is a feminine leadership and a different type of feminine leadership that is established in your own self-worth. Feminine leadership from the aspect, not of woman or man, but feminine leadership from the aspect of your answers are inside of you. Feminine leadership from the aspect of you're the instrument. And when you dare uh, resource yourself and dare to speak your truth, you're being a leader. First of all, you cannot lead anyone else if you're not first being a leader to to yourself. And right. truth. Now, who, who's going to follow you if, if there's just on a on a deeper level? It, there's going to be a disconnect. Absolutely agreed. And 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 the thing that really interests me about you know some of the research you've done and you know what the book's about and what it's kind of really honing in on are feminine traits and how they can be used for self discovery, self awareness and how effective that can be in creating self-leadership. Now, we've lived in a world of, um, you know, patriarchal perspectives, you know, since the beginning of written time. You are kind of putting that on its head by saying that without the feminine element to add to the masculine element, you're not a whole you ha- you, you're not truly stepping into your leadership. That's kind of the sense that I'm getting out of what you're saying. It's almost like we're missing a whole 50% of skill set that comes from the feminine side. That if we were to hone into that, that we would be able to truly step into, you know, great self-leadership. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, one, correct. Because when we develop a skill set of listening, of patience, of going out of our minds, you know, because the answers and the, and the changes that we're experiencing today are of, of such proportion that the mind cannot figure it, out, figure it out. It's just, you know, that's good for an engineering or, you know, technical things, but when the essence of everything is coming apart, you need feminine skills, which are in a womb space, which are intuitive and they don't make sense. And they're murky and think about contractions in birth. It's messy and it's bloody and there's pain. And none of us grew up like that. You know, it's, you know, it can sound contrarian, but it's nature. Well, you know, in Vedic culture, I don't have to tell you, you know, the the old Kali, you know, that, that in, in there's winter time things, you know, things come apart so that when we develop that skill set, then it provides a balance for the other. And then we can use our brains. We can use our intellect in a much more effective way. And, Number two is that beyond that, what I'm really proposing is a whole nother paradigm because masculine, feminine, it's yin yang, black and white. It's still part of duality, but there's a whole larger, 
There's a whole larger game out there and we're part of it. And in order to, that's true self-leadership, connecting to that and through the story of Miriam through the exercises in the book, it's, you know, helps you to, con- and to connect to that place so that you have an experience of it because it is not something that you can understand. So what's really interesting about what you said is that oftentimes when people hear, um, you know, what defines feminine traits, um, a lot of men switch off. A lot of men are like, oh, you know, I'm a man, so I don't need to worry about those things. What would you say very succinctly to anyone out there who feels that, you know, feminine and masculine traits are based on gender and not based on all the tools that each individual and human has at their disposal? Like, what would you do to help them kind of get there? Fantastic. Uh, to help you, I would invite you to go watch my second TED Talk called Trust, Trust Your Silent Voice. That's okay. what I'm starting to say about with Miriam, how she inspired me in, to write the book, is that in the process of, of researching for that second TED Talk, all of, all of these years, I wouldn't dare speak the way I'm speaking now because it was so off left field. Nobody, you know, people wouldn't understand or, you know, want to send me to the loony bin. And I found a, my, I found a research to corroborate this thing of vibration parting water particles from the University of Zurich. Just to preface for um, everyone, um, you know, your your understanding and your belief, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the fact that Miriam, through her voice and through the music and everything that was happening at that time um, at the Nile, was able to part the water through the vibration of the rhythm and the voice tones. Am I correct in my understanding? You're, you're understanding correctly. And what we, the other missing piece that we didn't, you know, in a cognitive way that we didn't establish that will be helpful for listeners is that in ancient times, leaders would, they, it, it was practice that leaders would avail themselves. They would go to, to temples and to sacred places that were akin, we don't have this today in modern society, but then a temple was a, let's say a combination of a spa, of a hospital, of a university, of a community center, you know, a, a university all at once. And we wielded power of sound. The structures themselves were made for and by sound. And they would, this was a regular practice to retreat to these places and, and to avail themselves through the prophetesses of special applications, sonic applications that would bypass the cognitive mind and connect them to higher mind that would then provide them with clarity. It would go beyond monkey mind to a greater clarity, to a greater calm. And from that place, be able to make decisions and know what to do next. 
This was practice. We see it in the hieroglyphics in structures in ancient Egypt. We see it uh, in ancient Israel. And my work has been like a, but it's not written down anywhere. And it's a hard thing to speak about because it is not sequential and cognitive like we're used to learning things or approaching mm-hmm. things. And that's why it's even more important that this book is available, um, guys, because, you know, we're taught to think with a masculine mind. Everything is structured. Everything has a hierarchy. Everything is like, you know, T's are um, crossed, I's are dotted. You know, this is the world that we have, you know, we're conditioned into fitting into. Like we have to be a piece of the jigsaw puzzle of what has been created in this infrastructure from a masculine perspective. What I'm hearing Eliana say here is that we're missing a whole other element of how we should be able to utilize just what's available in the world that's not just matter-based, but is also what's in between matter. It's almost like the black and the white is male, and the gray is female, and we and they fit together. And without each other, there's there's something missing. Right, and and then there's, and then there's the entire palette. Absolutely, there's the, there's the screen upon which the black, the white, and the gray appears, and that you know, and that is our nature. And it pretty much, it's like this is very wonderful way to answer that question that you asked before of, well, male and female, they say, you know, how how can a masculine and a feminine? Well, men have hunches, you know, Mm -hmm. and and in that, in preparing for that TED talk, I had a very cognitive organizer who every time I would send in my presentation, he'd go, oh no, that's too spiritual. That we can't use that word, that, and the proof of the pudding was I finally just gave up. I said, okay, well, how would you just, you're the one who invited me. What is it that you're wanting? You know, mm-hmm. and how would you describe this? And whatever he said, I just wrote it down. Mm-hmm. So, and that corroborates so well with what you're just saying now that we think that we need to fit into these little boxes. What beautiful boxes there are, but am I a box? Are you a box? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, here here we are, Ileana, we're in a world where um, boxes are being created for humans to fit into. So irrespective of people like you and people like me who create our own existences, and that's a whole other show. I'm going to stay on point with 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 the purpose of this show. Um, A lot of people are working in environments that are box-like, right? What, you know, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they are in C-suite, whether they are, you know, employees in, on any kind of level of employment. Everybody, and, and here's the point that I want to make here. What is it that's in the book that you feel in these boxes that we all live in that we can glean from the book to help us live better in those boxes. Oh, yeah. Um, because we live in them right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what stops us from being true to ourselves because we're terrified that if I'm true to myself, 
I have to leave my box. I'm going to, I mean, you're even referring to that, you know, that, oh, there's this whole other world, but you don't have to leave anything. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're so powerful. You are so wonderful. You are in your C-suite, in, in your corner office, in your cubby, wherever you find yourself. And it's important because you're important. And it's not, the difference is, it's not what you do. It is how you're showing up, being mm-hmm. you. Imagine mm-hmm. if, you, if you're a middle manager and you have, right, you have people above you, you've got people to answer to all around, above and below. But how are you answering to yourself? Right. That and I CEO and this book, The mm-hmm. Feminine Leadership, is you imagine yourself as the CEO of your entire universe right there in the C-suite. Mm-hmm. Or anywhere else down or the food anywhere. chain. I mean, yeah, anywhere, you know, to the, to the trash collector, to the janitor, to the, you know, it, that, that part is the box. And we're each in a, we each, like you say, we're each playing our role as a particular box. And that's beautiful that, why should we, why change that? It's, mm-hmm. It changes all the time anyway. Absolutely. So what through your experiences, Ileana, um, have you learned to be the most valuable lesson? So let's, let's pick one because I know there's many. What's the most valuable lesson that just keeps kind of showing up as, that le- or as a repetitive lesson that you've learned about the power of tapping into feminine traits to ensure that you're constantly evolving as your own leader. Stop giving your power away to what anybody else says, how things look, what the profit margin is going to be, what the bottom line is, whether that's money, a goal, a whatever, because your power matters. And when you connect to your power, everything else has a chance to change because you're showing up in your clarity, in your brilliance. And there are, there is no one else like you. No one else has your voice and your voice really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. I love what you just shared there. And it kind of brings us back to, you know, your, you have an institute. So I wanted to ask you now, you know, if people pick up your book and they're like, you know, this is, this is really something that I want to be able to move into more with my life. I know that you have an institute. What is what can people expect to get if they were to come to your institute? Like, is it will the will the early learnings of your book allow people to be able to deep dive some certain kind of you know methodology or belief systems or things that you talk about? in the Institute. I just want to see if there's a connection between the two for people. I, I love, I just, I love this interview because it's such a perfect manifestation of the, is there a fit, right? You know, can I fit in my box and can I be me? And am I going to die, you know, die one way or the other? And that is the, the that exact question And people asking is why, uh, as a result of the book, 
reached international bestseller within tw- in six different categories within 24 hours. I'm, I'm astounded. Thank you. Because people so need I, it. People yeah, need it. So, you have to go on this journey. So, but my life has been people going, who's this weirdo? You know, it's like, because it doesn't fit into the way I show up is not, it doesn't fit nicely fit into a box. And so as a result, uh, like I'm seeing, okay, times have changed. Evidently, evidently it is resonating now. And so I have uh, crafted a free two hour workshop and I'm so excited about it because that is something that I can give of service. Like I'm coming full circle from that 30 years ago, you know, in the corporate world of being of service to others who are going through similar things now to like you'll experience in this workshop, it, there's an embodiment of it's experiential. It's not a cognitive workshop, which is why it's two hours, you know, that you really get a chance to experience what this is. Cause I could speak until the cows come home and it's not going to mean diddly squat, you know, what you experience you'll know. And what you will receive from there, what I promise is that you will leave that workshop. It's called Three Keys to Thrive Through Uncertainty and Emerge Triumphant. Okay. You will receive practical tools and experience during these two hours in real time. Bring whatever is, is on your mind now. I promise you, if you show up and you participate in your own way, in your own time, you will gain clarity. You will know. I love, love, love that. So let's send people to, you know, find out more information. Ileana, is there a website? Where can people go to find out more? And if they're intrigued enough and want to, you know, join the program, how can they do that? Yeah. So if you're intrigued enough about the book, go to voicesofeden.com forward slash book. All right. And on that on that book site is a one minute book trailer, which if the thing of the workshop kind of intrigues you, take one minute of your time and go watch that trailer, because you will know at the end of that one minute, I guarantee you whether you want to know more. Mm. you'll experience it because there's footage there and these healing sounds that I recorded live in Galilee at these healing sites. I love this. If that really interests you, you can click either on the hello bar at the top or go to emergetriumphantnow.com and go sign up for, you know, for a, uh, free workshop, you know, that you determine, you know, at at your own time, our clients are on five continents around the globe. So that's amazing. So, uh, so is this something that you go in and you sign up and register for, and then you participate live with you, or is it a a pre-recorded where you journey them through a specific, you know, I, I, I am, I have, uh, In fact, I'm putting the finishing touches right now. For the launch of the book, I did one live and it was so powerful and people keep asking for it, but I can't be, you know, I can't. So you're pre-recording it. So I've pre-recorded, but oh my God, it's so, and, and in there is 
given the feedback, like I've added things in and exercises, and there is an experience of a recording, there's an exercise. I'm not going to break it to you here. You just, if this speaks to you, trust your gut and go. It's recorded at the ancient site of the parting of the seas where I went there and at dawn, I pitched a tent. (laughs) It's so powerful. This is incredible. This is the stuff that you come to the Transform Your Confidence show for folks is to hear stories like this. This is the kind of thing that is a game changer in your life. Just look at the courage of Ileana, guys. I mean, you know, I'm listening to her story and I'm so fascinated at at which death she chose. She chose the death that gave her the rebirth into a purpose-driven life. What could be more incredible than that? I mean, hats off to you, Ileana. I'm so, so pleased that you came on the show. And I want to kind of leave everyone with something here. Is there anything that, you know, you feel that we haven't touched upon today that, that people need to know about, about today's topic so we can round things off? And the topic, again, is how feminine leadership traits can work to build the life you desire. Any final thoughts? Well, I said it before, but it's coming up again. Feminine leadership begins inside of you, whether you're a woman, a man, whatever sexual orientation you are, there's like, there's no sexual orientation, no dogma here, no belief system, no religion, no politic, whoever you are, you're beautiful. You're important. You, there is a reason why you are here and we need to hear your voice. Your voice makes a difference. It really does. How are you going to use it today? And my wish for you and my invitation to you is that you, you know, when you hang up from this wonderful experience that we're sharing together here, wherever you are in the globe, wherever we are in the globe, that you do something kind for yourself today, for you, because you really deserve it. And when you do that, you're, you're filling your well, and you will have so much more to offer others. What's wrong with that? Thank you so much. Choice words. Guys, think about this for a moment. How feminine leadership traits can work to build the life you desire. So this is not a conversation about, you know, stepping into your femininity and ignoring the masculine traits that, you know, you have, you know, the, the conditioning of our universe has taught us to do and be. This is about finding the missing thing for you, right? And oftentimes, because there's so much resources and support for learning the male traits, what I feel Ileana is bringing to the table is you know, tools and ways in which you can tap into hone and utilize your feminine traits. So you can kind of bring things up to a level playing field. And what's better than being able to live a 360 degree life that's 
purpose-driven, nothing. And that's the opportunity here, guys. So if you, your man or someone out there that you feel really needs to understand this whole kind of ideology of what feminine traits are, how they can be honed into, and how they can help to really amplify the journey of self-leadership in conjunction with the masculine traits that we have so readily available resources for, then I want you to go and just step into buying this book. It's really important that you share this with everyone that you know, because I feel that this is a landmark book that every single person needs to have the opportunity to be able to read and learn from. Ileana, what a pleasure you have been. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, it takes one to know one. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. Well, guys, this is definitely something that absolutely everyone should tap into and hone and implement into their daily lives. So go grab your book, go to the website and also make sure that you find out a little bit more about how to kind of deep dive this further, because I think it's going to be something that's going to shift the way that we choose to utilize the energy that's in our universe. I really, really you know, want you guys to be in a place where you can step into your own leadership. It's the most powerful way to be. Folks, I really hope that you got some real value from today's show and will share it with everyone you know who you feel needs to get today's learnings. I also hope that you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel at the Open Chess Confidence Academy so that you never miss an episode when it drops every Wednesday. You can also download the Transform Your Confidence show on podcast platforms, and you can read all about it if you're like me and you just prefer the read. Just hop on over to the openchessconfidenceacademy.com forward slash media forward slash podcast. And I'll see you next week for another invaluable episode packed with insights and learnings just like this one to help empower your work your life, and your spirit. Take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for staying till the end. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before you leave, I would love for your support by subscribing to my show and letting everyone you know know about it and have them come take a listen. I would sincerely appreciate you joining me at LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Search Raj Gurn and the Open Chess Confidence Academy. Until next week, I hope you continue to cultivate your own ecosystem so that everyone in and around it is empowered by your mission to elevate them all. See you next week.